Welcome, everyone. You are listening to the LifePoint Christian Church Podcast. Let's get started. Hey, everyone. Good morning. Welcome, welcome. Thrilled to have you with us. I hope you just had this incredible moment with the Lord as we've just worshiped him. As even, I think about that song, sing a little louder. I hope you were doing that. I hope you were shouting it out, declaring from your heart, your soul, that God is worthy, that he is good. Uh, so thrilled to have you today. Hey, we're going to dive in uh, to a brand new series today, and I want you to uh, give this some consideration. Henry Ford. Remember him? Henry Ford looked at a horse and thought, there's got to be a better way to be transported around, right? He looked at that. There's Thomas Edison. He looked at a candle, and he said, there's got to be a better way to light up the house. Alexander Graham Bell, he looked at the telegraph, and he thought to himself, there's got to be a better way to communicate together. Jesus looked at your life, and he said in John chapter 10, verse 10, he said, one of the reasons I came is so that you could have more and better life than you ever imagined. In other words, if you and I will follow Jesus, Jesus is going to make our lives better, and he's going to make us better at life. I want that. How about you? Is that something you want? Better life, more and better life than you can ever have imagined? And last week we mentioned that there's five areas that we want you to think about a a better life. We thought about that relationally and financially and physically and in your career and also spiritually. I like what pastor and uh, global leadership uh, summit speaker Michael Todd said this week. He said this, this will be your best year if it's your best year spiritually. It'll be your best year if it's your best year spiritually. See, that's the hope and that's the dream and that's the prayer that I have for each and every one of you. Because if you have your best year spiritually, then all the other areas of your life, if you grow in your relationship with God and grow closer to him, then all the other areas of your life will be better as well. Why? Because Jesus will make your life better and make you better at life. So today, we're kicking off a brand new series together that really is an extension of our talk last week. And and we're talking about this idea of better, and we're just kind of attacking it from a lot of different angles and perspectives, and we're going to spend a few weeks kind of, I don't want to say exhausting the topic, but but talking about it in a few different ways. Because Jesus truly, genuinely, really does want you and I to have a better life, a better life than we could ever imagine or dream of. So to start it off, I want to show you a picture on your screen there. See that? Do you recognize those? When was the last time that you had one of these? A a now and later. I got to tell you, it it had been a few decades since I had tried one of these. And so I thought, okay, I I need to give it a try. So I went to the store, bought a few. And I got to tell you, I put one of those things in my mouth. And man, all the memories as a kid came back, how it just gets stuck in your teeth. It gets lodged in your teeth so that you just kind of have to slowly suck on it and just let it almost dissolve in your mouth. Anybody kind of remember that? When was the last time you had one? Like I said, for me, it's been decades. You start on it now and you just slowly suck on it and it's going to still be around with you later. Hence, they call it now and later. Now, I want you to think about this. 
This is also true of your faith as well, or of your life as well. What you do now, the choices you make now, the decisions that you make now, those actions that you take now will stick with you later. What you do now will be the life that you are stuck with later. What you do now, that will be the life that you are stuck with later. Now, God wants you to have a better now and a better later. So I want us to even think bigger than just today or this week or this month or even as we talked about last year, having a better year, even thinking bigger than just the next year. I want you to picture five years from now, okay, 60 months. Let's think about now, but let's also think about later. And to do that, I want to look at what the Apostle Paul said in Romans chapter 13. And we're going to be looking specifically at the message translation. And it says this. It says, Romans chapter 13, verse 11, it says, But make sure that you don't get so absorbed and exhausted. Hold on, time out right there. I got to tell you, I don't even know if I can get past that verse, right? Because I don't know about you. I got to listen to that and go, oh, geez, that's me. I'm exhausted. I'm worn out, I'm absorbed in all of what's been happening and maybe you're that way as well, right? But notice what he says, don't make sure you don't get so absorbed and exhausted. Uh, in what? Notice what he says, in taking care of all your day-to-day obligations so that you lose track of time and doze off oblivious to God. The night is about over, dawn is about to break. Be up and awake to what God is doing. Now we'll notice what God is doing there. God is putting the finishing touches on the salvation work he began when we first believed. Now, I don't have the time to go into the depths of this salvation work that God began, the salvation process, but let me just give it to you kind of in a nutshell. There's basically two words, justification and sanctification, two Bible words, but here's the gist. When you get saved initially, that's called justification. That's where you are saved from your sin. You're saved from the penalty of your sin. You are forgiven, and so that then when we pass from the life on this earth, we will be in heaven with our heavenly Father. That's justification. But there's also this idea of sanctification. And that is this idea where you are being saved daily from the power of sin in our lives. And you're being saved daily as you yield yourself to God, as you set yourself apart to holiness to God daily, and then you just watch what God does in you and through you. We are saved, but we are also being saved. It's sort of what Paul said to us last week when he said this. Remember when he said, when I am weak, that's when the power of God is working through me to actually make me strong. And then he goes on in Romans 13, verse 13, and he says this. He says, so we can't afford to waste a minute. We must not squander these precious daylight hours in frivolity and in indulgence, in sleeping around and dissipation and bickering and grabbing everything in sight. Get out of bed and get dressed. Now, parents, I just suggest to you, memorize that verse, right? Get out of bed and get dressed, right? You have that memorized. You're talking to your kids in the morning. Hey, the Bible says, kids, let's go. Get out of bed and get dressed. Get out of bed, get dressed. It goes on. Don't loiter and linger, waiting until the very last minute. In other words, don't say, you know what? I'll get around to God when I'm older. I'll serve God when I'm older. Right now, I'm focused on my thing, on my priorities, on my values, on my my plans, my priorities, my future. 
Don't wait till the very last minute until, until, until you press into your faith. Don't wait till the last minute till you get wrapped up in your faith life. He goes on and says, dress yourself in Christ. Be up and be about. Focus on your faith now. Focus on having a better relationship with God now. Focus on having a better, closer, intimate relationship with Jesus now. This can be your best year if it's your best year spiritually. Now imagine that. Imagine not wasting your time, not squandering your time, but we get out of bed and we get dressed, right? We get moving. Who could you be in five years if you got after it? Who could you be in five years if you just gave it your all, if you trust the God who is for you and who is not against you, who gave us his son, who gave us life in him, who gave us his spirit of power? Who could you be 60 months from now? That's our question. That's what we're thinking about today and through this series. Think about you in five years. Think about anybody in five years. Five years is enough to accomplish quite a bit, correct? What could you accomplish in in five years? I mean, you could basically, if you chose to and got after it, you could be fluent in another language. You could even get a degree, or you can get a whole entirely new skill set. You could also master a sport, right? You're not a runner now, but later you could easily run a marathon if you got after it. Heck, you could take up fencing, right? You say, hey, I've always wanted to be a sword fighter. You could master sword fighting in five years. You could jump out of airplanes and be paid by Red Bull for doing it, wearing their squirrel suits. Some of you are like, oh, that sounds great. I'd love to do that. If you're a kid, you could save a dollar a day for five years. That would give you almost $2,000. Imagine you're 10 years old, 11 years old, 12 years old, and you've already saved up $2,000, which is incredible to think about, especially considering there's many adults who don't even have a $1,000 emergency fund. You could read 60 books. Now, I really like this one because that's 60 books. That's one book a month. And by the way, the reason I'm a big fan of this one is because readers are leaders and leaders are readers. You want to be influential in in your life and, and allow the light of Jesus to shine through you and wherever you have influence, man, be a reader. So you could do that. You could have read in five and 60 months. You could have read uh, 60 books. How about this one? You could radically transform your soul. I mean, we're talking radically transform your soul. You could grow closer to God than you've ever been, that you would truly be experiencing more and better life than you can even possibly imagine or dream of today. Think about your prayer life in that. Well, you know, God, it doesn't doesn't seem like he's always answering my prayers. I I don't want you to think about it that way. I want you to think about the real problem, which is all the unanswered or all the unprayed prayers. Think about all the prayers that we never prayed. Think about how much peace that you and I are forfeiting because we don't go to God on a regular basis and talk to him and seek him out. But imagine if in the next five years, You sought God in prayer. You sought God in scripture and you are reading the Bible daily and even memorizing the Bible. In fact, have you ever even read the entire Bible? Maybe some of you have been Christians for decades. Have you ever read the entire Bible? Think about this. 
If you read just two chapters a day of the Bible, in five years, you will have read through the entire Bible three times. If you read just one chapter a day, you will have read the entire Bible in three years. Some of you say, you know what, I'm more of a New Testament person. I like, I'll read the Old Testament, but I want to read the New Testament. No problem. If you read one chapter a day of the New Testament, now here's the deal. I'm even going to give you a little bit of a, of a break on this. You only read five days a week, not seven, but five days a week. So that gives you two days a week to kind of just be in a rhythm and say, okay, maybe on Friday, Saturday, you don't read or, or, or you need a couple days to catch up if you miss one or two. So five days a week, there's 260 chapters in the New Testament. So if you read five days a week, you will read the New Testament every single year. So in five years, you will have read the New Testament five times. Imagine that. Imagine having read the New Testament five times. You start now so that later in five years, you could have such a knowledge of the word of God and you could be like Jesus. Whenever he got himself into a tough spot, his reaction was to turn to scripture. His reaction was to turn to the word of God. What if, imagine, Every time someone bugged you, or what if every time you were tempted with some temptation, I don't know, get drunk or, or watch porn or somebody is attacking you and, and you're having these thoughts or you're tempted to lie or be deceitful or whatever it is. What if, imagine, just all of a sudden you're in that situation or potentially in a situation and a verse popped up that you read that morning or a verse popped up that you read that week, or a verse popped up that you had memorized recently. This verse comes to mind in that moment of temptation or sin, and in that moment or in that situation, you're just like Jesus. When the devil came against him and temptation came, Jesus said, it is written, it is written. Imagine you could be like that. You could know, hey, it is written, and you could do the same. Your faith can be radically transformed in five years. That's some of the great things that could happen to you and I over the course of the next 60 months and five years. But there can be some negative things, certainly. Five years from now, you could be going through a, an awful, horrifying, messy divorce because of five years of neglecting your spouse. Five years is a long time to get you know, majorly addicted to drugs, even in a harmful way, in a life-threatening way. Five years is long enough to have worked you know, three, four, five, six jobs that you didn't apply yourself to and you got fired from or you quit because you knew you were going to get fired. Five years is a long enough time to, to rack up a mountain of debt, lose or lose, gain 30 pounds or smoke 36,500 cigarettes, which is a pack a day. The choices that you and I make now will stick with you and they will also be with you later. They will make you who you are later. So this series is really all about making wise decisions now, developing good habits now, today, so that later we can be who it is that we want to be. So that five years from now, man, you are pumped about your life. You're excited about your life, that your life is better, and it's especially better in Jesus Christ. Now, for many of us, we're hearing all this, we're thinking, man, it's hard enough to think about today or this week. I can't even give any thought to later. I, you know, I'm all about, I, I like the now part, not the later. Uh, I can't even think about that. But you and I would be wise to realize time is not on our side. 
Time is not on our side. Time flies by quickly. Some of you have come to realize five years comes quicker than you can possibly imagine, which is why Paul told us he doesn't want us, in this passage, Romans 13, he doesn't want us to lose track of time. He wants us to be aware of time. What did he say in Romans 13? He said, the night is about over. Dawn is about to break. Be up and be awake to what God is doing. He said this, remember he said, you can't afford to waste a minute. You must not squander these precious daylight hours. Listen to how David put the same concept in Psalm chapter 39, and he said this of God. He said, God, you made my life no longer than the width of my hand. My entire lifetime is just a moment to you. Say that out loud. Say moment. Say moment. Our life is just a moment to God. Each of us is but a what? Notice what it says. Each of us is but a breath. In other words, before you know it, our life, as one translation says of this, is just a vapor that vanishes. Psalm chapter 90, verse 10 says this, that soon our life will disappear and fall away or fly away. So the psalmist then goes on two verses later and says, teach us, God, to realize the brevity of life so that we can grow in wisdom. God wants you and I to recognize that our time, it's precious. The time is speeding by. The reality is our life is short. So God wants us to make the most of our time now because that's when we grow. We grow now today. That's when we have a better now and a better later. So time is not on our side. So you and I, each one of us, we would be wise to listen to God's word, to follow God's word so that we can maximize our time and maximize the opportunities that God has before us. Next, to have a better life now and later, it's important for you and I to understand that our future you is just an exaggerated version of current you. Future you is an exaggerated version of current you. If you want to know what you're going to look like in five years, it's just current you with a whole lot more miles on the odometer, right? You know what I'm talking about? And maybe some of you are aware there's an app, or there's probably multiple apps actually, that are out there that, that uh, age you, right? Have you ever tried it? I tried it this week, and, and I put an app on my phone, and I, you know, I typed in like 60 years old, I don't remember what it was, and, and I looked at that, and my future me was just an exaggerated version version of my current me. Now, here's what was really trippy when I did this. And seriously, it tripped me out. When, it, when, when future me popped up on this app, I literally thought I was staring at my dad. It was like, it, it, was, it just tripped me out. It was a pretty psycho thing. Later you is going to be now you, just exaggerated. So, if you're a kind person today, you will most likely be a kind person later because things tend to just deepen in us. If you're a generous person today, most likely you'll be a generous person later. If you're cruel today, you'll be just more cruel later. If you're disciplined today, you'll be most likely more disciplined later. It's really a simple principle. The ways that you let in are the ways that you become set in. The ways that you let in now become the ways that you are set in later. The ways that you let in today become the ways that you will be set in later, right? We all have our ways. We all have our actions and behaviors. Your checking account, it speaks of your ways. 
Your text messages speak of your ways. Your screen time speaks of your ways. At our, at our family night this week, we were uh, watching that social dilemma media. I don't even remember the name of the movie. We were watching that movie, and, and afterwards, we all went on to our phones to look at our screen time. Let me tell you who are the winners and the losers for most and least amount of time. Number one in our family, I won't tell you the results, but it was interesting. The ways you let in now eventually become the ways that you are set in later. Here's what scripture says. So uh, Proverbs chapter 11, verse 27, it says, the one who searches for what is good. In other words, the one who looks for the good in people, the one who is optimistic, the one who looks for the good in situations, the one who even lives life with this this faith-filled optimism. As you get older, notice what the verse says. It says, this person is going to find favor. But the verse goes on, notice what it says. But if someone looks for trouble, in other words, if you're the type of person who's always finding the, the bad in every situation, you're always pessimistic in the situation, you're always seeing the faults, you're always uh, uh, seeing the excuses first, you're always seeing the problems first, you're always the first you know, to lash out. And by the way, how do we even know if this is true with you? Well, it's pretty easy. We can read your comments. We can read your emails, your text messages, your social media posts. If you're looking for evil, if you're looking for trouble, the verse says, notice what it says, it will come to you. Proverbs chapter 26, verse 27 says it this way, whoever digs a pit will fall into it. If someone rolls a stone, it will roll back on them. What is it saying? The Bible is saying if there's a, you know, in this case, we're talking about negatively, if there's a critical nature in you, if you're casting judgment on people around you, if you have that kind of critical spirit, that comes back at you. It boomerangs back to you. If you're positive and you have an optimistic outlook on life and positive and kind around people, man, that comes back to you as well. It's like the old saying, you are what you eat. You become like what you watch. The ways you let in are the ways that you are set in. The Apostle Paul's version of this is in Galatians chapter 6. He said, you will always harvest what you plant. Or maybe what you've heard said over and over, the different translation, you reap what you sow. You reap what you sow. People like using this phrase, oh man, I'm just going through the motions. And you know, I feel like I always hear that phrase in a negative term, in a negative sense. Oh, they're just going through the motions. But going through the, mo- the motions is only a problem if you're going through the wrong motions. Getting stuck in your ways, so to speak, can be a bad thing, but it also can be gr- a great thing if you're stuck in the right ways, in the right motions. I'm hoping that's making sense to you. So future you, It's not mysterious. We don't have to wonder what future you is going to be. It's just current you exaggerated. More miles. And here's what that means. And here's the good news, finally, right? If you don't like what you're getting, you can change what you're doing. If you don't like what you're getting right now and you look at your life, well, then you can change what you're doing. If you don't like what you are set in, then let's change what we let in. If you don't like what you're set in right now, how about we change what we let in? If you don't like what you've been getting, now it's time to change what you are doing. It's time to make some different choices. Now, today. Now it's time to make a a different uh, decision in your life. 
Now it's time to, to value something different than you currently value. It's never, and I mean it's never too late to live less for your will and your ways and your priorities and to live more for God's will and God's ways and God's priorities for your life. God has so much for you. as a real and better life than you can ever imagine. It's never too late to pursue that. You can change what you are doing right now so that new habits can stick with you later. And when that happens, when you change what you're doing now so that new habits can stick with you later, when that happens, future you, exaggerated you today, becomes the you that you want to be. Man, I get excited about that. I get excited about the possibility of who you can be if we change our ways and we line up even more and more and more with what God has for us. Now, one last thought before we wrap this up. Last week we said the key is to be consistent day in and day out. So take note of this. This is super important. If you're taking notes, write it down. If you haven't been taking notes, maybe plug this in your phone. Really, really important when it comes to habits and, and moving forward. Here it is. Ongoing consistency. Regular, daily, devoted, ongoing consistency is much more important than short-term intensity. Ongoing consistency is way more important than short-term intensity. I think about this. Uh, just think about it in the area of right now as we're in New Year's resolutions, uh, you know, month. I think about people, man, you haven't, think about this, you haven't worked out in, you know, like 10 years, right? And all of a sudden you're like, this is it, I'm diving in, I'm jumping in. And what do you do? You go outside and you go running for 30 minutes, or you go outside and you go walk, you know, for like an hour or two hours, then you come home and you do this super intense, you know, workout with weights or something so much so you feel like you're about to throw up. And then what happens, or sometimes you do throw up, and then what happens the next day and the next few days? You are so exhausted, you are so sore, every muscle in your body aches, including your eyelids, right? And, and you know what I'm saying? Because what is that? That's the short-term intensity, and then what happens? What do we end up doing? Give it a try for a few days, and then we give up. Flared-up intensity, it really doesn't work. How about you take a slow? Walk. You haven't worked out in 10 years. Why don't you go for a five-minute walk, a 10-minute walk? You haven't curled anything in 10 years. Start out with a little can you know, of corn or something like that. They start out with something simple. You haven't done push-ups since you were a little kid. All right, get down on the ground and, and put your knees onto the ground, and you can hack. even have somebody help pull you up as you do one push-up. Then you do it again the next day, and the next day, and the next day. And eventually, you're doing more and more and more. And eventually, you're running that marathon. Why? because of ongoing consistency today. There was a study done that in Australia, and, and, and it, it talked about the effects of, of sunscreen on aging. And so they took 900 people, and they put them into two different groups. One group was told, we want you to wear uh, uh, sunscreen every single time you go outside and you notice that it's su sunny. And we want you to put the high-powered sunscreen, like SPF 100 on. Anytime it's sunny outside, put it on. The other group was told, we want you to wear SPF 15 every day. Just make it part of your routine, whether you go outside or not, whether it's sunny or not. Just every day in the morning, put on SPF 15. Five years later, they looked at all the pictures of the 900 participants. You know what they noticed? 
that those who put on the SPF 15 every single day, just consistently every day, whether they went outside or not, whether it was sunny or not, there was no noticeable difference in how they looked. They did, it looked almost like they hadn't aged at all. But you know what they noticed about those who put on the SPF, you know, like 10,000, you know, only when it was sunny? There was clear evidence that they had aged, that they had aged because they only, they did, you know, uh, this, this massive powered uh, sunscreen. What do we learn from that? Man, we learn ongoing consistency is much better than short-term intensity. So I want you to think about that in your life. Where in your life is it time to look at some areas that you can be consistent in regularly, daily? Because what's true of your skin, it's also true of your soul. It's like what your mom told you when you were young and you were making faces at each other. Your mom, what did she say? Don't keep making that face or it'll stick that way, right? Did your mom ever tell you that? There's actually science behind that. You can grow smile lines and wrinkle lines depending on what your constant, consistent, normal is. What you do now will be you later. Just exaggerated you. So how about this week? I want to invite every single one. I think God is inviting every one of us to take one small step spiritually that this week you would make a decision to take one small step and make it easy and make it obvious. Ongoing consistency. So maybe you would read one verse of the Bible a day, every single day. Or for some of you, maybe say, no, no, I'm going to do one chapter a day. And you're like, I, I don't know where to go. I don't know where to stop. Start. Go onto your phone. Go onto the YouVersion Bible app. And man, you go onto that, and you go under the very middle of that. It says plans. You click that on. I see all my plans. I see all my completed plans, ones I'm still working on. It says find plans. There are so many plans that you can look at and go through and pick and select. Ongoing consistently. You just make a decision every single day. I'm going to read some scripture. How about this? Every single day, I'm going to pray a prayer. Remember last week, we asked you every single day this year to pray a simple prayer. Lord, I need you. Give me your strength for today. If you didn't hear last week's message, you want to go back, hear the context for that, that we want to be praying that because that's a critical. Last week's message is critical for this entire year and the entire 60 months. Lord, I need you. Give me your strength for today. If you haven't been praying that yet, start that every single day. Ongoing consistency so that what you do now will be who you want to be later. Man, if you and I, if we will follow Jesus and his ways, Jesus will make your life better, and he'll make you better at life. He'll make your life better and make you better at life. So how about this? How about you take one small step spiritually this week and just do it consistently, consistently, each and every day. That is the life you will then have, that you'll then have the life you want to be stuck with. And it will be better. Next week, we're gonna come together and we're gonna, we're gonna look at the story in scripture. It's a phenomenal story. It's gonna help you and I then take our next steps. And it's gonna be really important for us so that we can have a better you. You can have a better you in five years, in 60 months. So don't miss it. Come back and join us next week. But this week, take one step spiritually to grow spiritually. Let's talk about that right now with the Lord. Let's pray. 
Heavenly Father, Almighty God, we come before you right now knowing that, Lord, we need you. Give us your strength for today. And God, as we have been praying that, as some of us have been praying that every day, some of us, God, we just need to be reminded today that to start that. Lord, I pray you'd help each person take a step, begin to be consistent, not this massive intensity yet, just consistent daily. So God, that our life can be where we want it to be a year from now, five years from now. Our our life with you can be where we want it to be. So I'm gonna ask each person right now that you take a moment and you declare to God what it is that you are gonna do, the step you're gonna take to grow spiritually. Would you talk to God about that right now? God, hear these prayers. God, hear each person as they lift up this commitment to you. And then God, give us your strength to live it out each day. We love you. We praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. We hope you enjoyed today's message. You can learn more about us by visiting us online at lifepoint.org. If you are ever in the Sacramento area, we would love to see you in person. Events and service times can be found on our website. Thank you for listening, and we hope you join us for our next episode.